Welcome to episode 153 of Vegas Revealed. Las Vegas is one of the world's most powerful tourism cities. We don't land in the top spot, but we're up there. And we have a ton of new show announcements this week, a rundown of a few of the concerts and performances coming to Las Vegas. And downtown will have a new film house soon. The opening date of the Beverly Theater is announced. Plus, two huge charity events in Vegas will bring out the superstars. Universal is building a permanent horror experience here, and a favorite frozen custard shop is moving into Red Rock Casino. That and so much more coming up on Vegas Revealed. But first, the Vegas Near Me app is now available in both the Apple App Store and on Google Play. Yeah, think of Vegas Near Me as a concierge in your pocket. You'll find more than 16,000 Las Vegas businesses and activities. There's tons of detailed information, and it's accurate and up to date. You can even book an Uber right from within the app. Use our Vegas Revealed link that we have provided down in our show notes and download it on your phone today. Instead of reviews, Vegas Near Me has compiled thousands of Las Vegas-related YouTube channels and podcasts like Vegas Revealed so that you can hear about and see real-life experiences at the places that you're searching. You watch and listen all inside the app. It's taken six years and a team of more than 40 people around the world to develop Vegas Near Me. Download and don't forget to use our link. And again, it's available now in the Google Play Store in addition to the Apple Store. Exciting news. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. Let's spin the wheel. Welcome to episode 153 of Vegas Revealed. I'm Dana Roselli along with Sean McAllister. And as usual, we have a lot to go through today. Tons of topics. We always say we could do more than one podcast a week easily. Are you well rested so we can power through this? Not really. We've had a busy morning. (laughs) So um, I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. And let's see how it goes. I might be happy. I might be grumpy through the rest of this podcast. We'll see. (laughs) Well, you might hear my tummy grumble a little bit too. (laughs) Yeah, we had a busy morning. We're actually recording on a Thursday. And that's when we do our new segment in LA on KCAL News. So we were on this morning talking about the uh, cannabis-friendly hotel that's coming. Also, we talked about Dropacana, the big road construction project, and David Blaine adding shows, which we'll get to in a little bit when we do our rundown. Yeah. So uh, one of the things we did not talk about on our segment this morning, exclusive to the podcast, (laughs) um, this new report that came out that kind of ranked the world's most powerful tourism cities... Yeah, it's interesting because I was like, well, who is this? Well, it's the World Travel and Tourism Council, and apparently they analyze how much money tourists spend in destinations, but they take into like a lot of consideration of, of things they're also like getting ready for. Mm. Uh, for example, like Paris was at the top of the list, and even I said to you, I'm you know, Paris, France, but they said, well, they're getting the Olympics in 2024, the Summer Olympics, so they're putting a lot into advertising and marketing and infrastructure. And so that kind of factors in, I guess. Right. Uh, So this is a look at 2022. Okay. So the year that was. The year that was. But I did find it interesting when I was looking at the top 10 list. And I also found it interesting when I was looking at the United States list, thinking, how did we not come in at number one? 
but we didn't. Like, we got beat out by Orlando. I know. Let me tell you, that castle and those mouse ears are powerful things. They bring in a lot of people. It's insane to me. I mean, because it's like you think one theme park, but it's not. There's Epcot. There's all sorts of other... The whole, it's right. a whole thing. It is. And, you know, in addition to, you know, all of the theme parks that they have in Orlando, it is also a big convention city as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Is Very true. I do hear a lot of people going there for work. So I guess they have it all. And it's also warmer year round, isn't it? Where, and more humid. Yeah, yeah, true, in the summer especially. <laughs> and I guess bigger groups when you think about families, right? So like, you know, we're not really a... We can be a family destination, but um, if you're doing the right things. But mostly, we've got couples coming. Right. Uh, you know, small group of friends or people come from all over and meet to do like a bachelor party or a bachelorette. Or, But I do feel like maybe they have like larger, larger groups because it's families and kids, parents and grandma and grandpa and kids, friends and all that kind of thing. Exactly. But the one thing, I mean, I think Las Vegas has a lot of things that Orlando doesn't have, but we don't have the mosquitoes. You're not going to be constantly (laughs) swatting those mosquitoes away, itching the bug bites. Right. And we don't, uh, I, we don't really have long lines either. No, no, we don't. (laughs) Like Disney, unless you get the like fast pass. Even you that whole system line. got changed up, and it's weird now. <laughs> I haven't been in whatever. forever, but I do love a little uh, Disney World. I love Epcot. That's one of my favorite places. Um, I haven't been in forever, though. But um, just a comparison, Orlando took in $31 billion for 2022. Wow. And Las Vegas's total tourism income was $23 billion. Okay. Okay, so that's according to this WTTC organization. Pretty interesting. We went through the list, and um, I was asking you, are you surprised about this? But So we came in fifth in the of the world's most powerful cities. Um, Paris, France was number one. And then let's see, what else do we have? Uh, Beijing, China, okay. came in at number two. Then Orlando, mm-hmm. there it is, at number three. Um, then Shanghai and... Las Vegas. I love that. Yeah, we beat out New York, New York. I know. <laughs> and Tokyo, Japan, and Mexico City, and London. Crazy. Hey, Las Vegas, baby. So anyway, a little interesting uh, article that we saw posted about travel around the world, and I thought, okay, we're up there. Not at the top, but we're up there. And yet another sign that when people come here, they are spending money. True. It may be on different things than they've spent on before, but mm-hmm. we've talked yeah. a lot about that before 23 previous bill. episodes. Yeah, good good <laughs> tally there, huh? Yeah. I'd say. Definitely. Well, you might want to have a little champagne to celebrate and um we went to the Smith Center to see the Moulin Rouge. It was excellent. It's such a good show, isn't it? We really loved uh how they weaved through modern music and old songs too in the dialogue, right? I mean, I don't know like I'm sure they haven't done it like that forever because a lot of the songs were some oh, newer, newer ones. Newer songs, yeah. It was really cool. The show was great. The The cast was great. The dancing was great. The costumes. It was a lot of fun. It was. And just going back to the soundtrack, I have not looked it up, um, but I'd be interested to know how many songs are mashed up into that entire soundtrack of the Broadway musical. True. Because it is a it is a lot. Mm-hmm. You're going through and you're like, oh my gosh, that's this song. And they remix it, do it in different ways. But you're like, oh, that's great, clever. So yeah. that was fun. Um, 
the champagne before the show was fun as well. Uh, right now on the fifth floor lobby of the Smith Center, uh, they've created this pop-up champagne bar called mm-hmm. Bubbles on Fifth. We're hoping that popular demand makes it stick around and be a permanent fixture because it's a, a perfect space for it. It is. And I think it was open intermission too, which is cool. But I, I even had like someone direct message me and say, hey, how is how is the champagne bar? And, the, and I thought, oh, is this a thing? And, and I think that he or she mentioned it's a thing. Is it a thing in other performance halls? I don't know. I didn't know that. But apparently champagne bars are like a thing before before shows or during shows. I don't know if it's catching on and the Smith Center thought we're going to try it, but that's coming from the knowledge of someone who it sounds like hops around to different kinds of shows and really enjoys that whole theater experience. So I don't know, maybe it is a a thing. And now the Smith Center is doing it. So See, I don't know. I don't usually seek out the champagne bar (laughs) when I go see it. I just go to the regular bar and get a cup of vodka. <laughs> exactly. I had a little red wine myself. We had great <laughs> seats. So thanks to the Smith Center for inviting us. And we had a fabulous time. It's just such a different kind of night out that I think we all crave and don't sometimes a lot of people do make tons of time for it. I know you go a lot, but yeah. I'd like to do it more often because it's just a little bit more relaxing. It is. And you it, know? It, the Smith Center is just such a beautiful complex mm-hmm. anyway, with the art deco design, it's the pretty. theater is absolutely gorgeous. Um, you know, they're pretty recently built, so state of the art too. It is. And um they're constantly doing things to, you know, bring people back mm-hmm. and their Broadway lineup is what does that too. Right. Right. So, yeah, excellent. Um Bubbles on the 5th is there if you go to see a show, make sure you read and make sure that it's open because I don't know if they're going to definitely continue to do it, but hopefully. And then Frozen is up next over at the Smith Center, too. That'll be the next run for shows. And they're uh, doing something interesting where they're doing a sensory-friendly uh, version of the show for kids who have different yeah. sensory issues, kids and adults. Great. Um, so they're doing a, a special performance uh, for that population too, which is fantastic. It really is because I know it's so popular that show. Well, we had tons of show announcements. So you want to like whiz through these? I don't know. I mean, it's a long list and we actually just picked a few because the email was just blown up on Monday, wasn't it? Oh my gosh. It it was nuts. It was every two seconds, something new was popping up in there. But yeah, uh, starting out with some comedy. How about (laughs) that? Uh, David Spade and Nikki Glaser are teaming up to perform Four weekends throughout 2023. Uh, This is all over at the Venetian Theater inside the Venetian Resort, Las Vegas. Uh, They'll be doing shows April 28th and 29th, June 30th and July 1st, September 29th and 30th, November 17th and 18th. That's a run. Okay. David Spade, so funny. I've never seen or heard Nikki Glaser. What's what's her deal? She's also going to be in town for another big charity event. Is she... She's been on a couple different TV shows, and I guess maybe maybe has a comedy special out as well, but someone I want to actually look up and learn more about. So I look forward to that. But if she's pairing up with David Spade, she's got to be good. That's a good comedy duo right yeah. there. That'll be, a, that'll be a fun night. 
And uh, Stevie Nicks coming to Las Vegas. Yeah. This was huge, right? Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. She actually opened up the Park Theater over at Park MGM. You and I both saw her live. She was fantastic. She was. And now she's actually doing a tour into 2023 with 14 performances across the U.S. And one of the stops is Las Vegas over at the T-Mobile Arena. And that will be March 18th. So uh, get your tickets now. That's definitely going to be a hot show. I saw so many people excited about that. I mean, that's just like iconic music Mm, that that Stevie Nicks has and with Fleetwood Mac and everything. So um, also we have Nickelback. Coming to Las Vegas, Saturday, July 15th. That is at uh, T-Mobile Arena. Multi-platinum Scottish rocker KT Tunstall is coming to town as well, June 17th. Yeah, that'll be good over at Sunset Station. That's a great venue. And then also at Sunset Station's Amphitheater, country superstar Jimmy Allen coming into town. And that's June 24th. KT, I actually saw her and met her... You know, my friend Matt Goss, he was in a a group called Bross when he was younger with his twin brother. Um, I happened to be in London. He was doing some shows, and they did this special on BBC, and they invited KT to come play with him. And it was called A Night In With Bross. And anyway, she was like, oh, my God, I grew up with you guys. So it was so fun to see them perform together, and they just rocked out, both of them, Matt and KT on the guitar. It was the best live performance I've ever seen, like really raw. Yeah, and she is great on that guitar. Unreal. So um, she's got so many hits too, you know, suddenly I see. Yeah. Devil wears Prada. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then Jimmy Allen, I interviewed on the red carpet last year when the Grammys, Grammys came to yeah. town for one time only here in Las Vegas and met Jimmy. What a great guy. He And I said to him, I said, do you want to play Vegas? And he's like, I always want to play Vegas. So <laughs> I love that. He's fantastic and has really become super popular. I think he was even nominated for a Grammy last year. Didn't yeah. win, but was nominated. So that'll be a good show. We also have uh, David Blaine extending his run of shows over at Resorts World. If you go listen back after uh, the opening of David's spa- of. David Blaine, David, David Spade. David oh, we got Blaine. lots of spades. Oh my and, gosh! Well, it, oh yeah, because it, his show's called Spades. Right. I know. I was like, <laughs> Hold you're like, on. why am I seeing Spades and David? <laughs> Didn't we just talk about that? David Blaine in Spades is the name of David Blaine's residency at Resorts World. There Exa- we go. <laughs> thank you. And when it opened, we predicted that the show would extend and more dates would be added beyond the initial batch. That's exactly what has happened, and we now know when those dates are. Uh, There are going to be performances in April, June, uh, and May, April, May, June of 2023, and that's in addition to some shows that were previously announced in March, so more opportunity to see David Blaine. It's a great show. It is. You know, it's interesting hearing people talk about the show. Everyone has a different take, um, but most say... I haven't really seen anything like that before. It was weird. It was like it was like I was sitting there watching his TV special, but I was in the room with him. Yeah. Because it literally breathes or doesn't breathe because he holds his breath. (laughs) He held his breath for like nine minutes and I don't know, two seconds when we were there. But you're sitting there like for that part of it for nine minutes watching this happen. He's underwater. He's got an alligator in there. And you're just sitting there. But... It's fun because you're on the edge of your seat. 
You are. It's, it's like, like my. <laughs> I've said it before. My jaw was on the ground. Yeah, I was like holding my breath. I was covering my eyes, peeking through my fingers. I mean, it, it's tense. Mm-hmm. There are really tense moments in that show. Yeah, a lot of. And some people say, "Well, I don't like to watch people, you know, <laughs> not survive, but like do a stunt <laughs> where they could die, and I'm there to witness if they survive." And I was like, "Well, I guess if that's not your thing, then don't go see David Blaine, because <laughs> one after the other after the other, uh, there are scenarios that could." Easily off him if he wasn't good. <laughs> true, true. But he is a professional, and it is a controlled environment. So right? Didn't he say keep that in mind? Did he read a script, or they played a video before he came out that said, "Do not try this." I think Do it was not, an announcement. Yeah, I, it was funny. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, good, good point. Good, good <laughs> announcement to have." Um, speaking of horror. <laughs> We apparently have a horror experience coming to Las Vegas over next to Area 15. That is a big space, and they've been making more and more room. We thought for more parking lots and stuff like that, but... Yeah, I mean, part of a a 20-acre expansion Mm, that's coming to Area 15 is this year-round horror experience uh, from Universal Resort and Parks. Mm. Um, They're going to be building this immersive attraction. It's kind of like Universal has like the Halloween Horror Nights yeah. around Halloween time right, in right. the fall. Um, and that's wildly popular. Mm-hmm. Tons of people go over there because Universal does have such a library of really good classic scary films. And so that's kind of what they're going to be basing this attraction off of. So you'll be stepping into mm-hmm. some of the most right. classic horror films of all time. And then they're going to add some additional, more modern, you know, scary stories into the mix as well. Um, so mm-hmm. it should be really interesting. It should be. So it'll be permanent. When they say permanent, it means it'll be year round, yeah. right? Like just, and people like, listen, they love the horror stuff. And we have some attractions in town that people just love. The I don't Haunted like Mansion. being scared though. I don't either. I mean, I definitely won't be going to this. I don't- <laughs> And I don't like when like people jump out at you or no. like, reach at you. But or... I wonder if it will be like that or you can choose. Like maybe there's like if it's like uh... maybe like Charlie Brown's big <laughs> pumpkin or whatever it's called. <laughs> the big pumpkin, large pumpkin. What's it called? The giant the great pumpkin. Oh, the great pumpkin, yeah. <laughs> That's my kind of speed. I don't think the horror experience is gonna have that. I mean, if this was like a museum of Yes the like horror Friday films the 13th come to life. And yeah, Jason. Where you like ride through a car and stuff happens in front oh, of no. you, but I don't like to be yeah. like, immersed in the middle of I all don't that either. stuff. I don't either. I don't like when anyone taps me on the shoulder Uh-oh. and I don't know who they are no. and it's dark and creepy. But I know people are going to love this attraction. I think it's going to be great that we're getting something like this. Interesting, because we've never had... We, we don't really have any, like, theme parks here at all. We don't have an amusement park. I mean, we have a roller coaster at New York, New York. Right. But people always say, like, it is, we have a lot of, like, land, a lot of spots that could have, like, a Six Flags or, you know, more. So it's interesting that we're getting a Universal. Maybe this is the start of something. Yeah, it could be. Back in the day, MGM had kind of that theme park back behind yeah. the, the casino. But that's, you know, long gone. Mm-hmm. I did see somebody comment, though, um, after 
this attraction was announced, they were like, oh, Vegas is becoming Orlando. Oh, no. Well, See, we just talked about that. Take them over. Yeah, I the think. top U.S. spot. I mean, we'll have a little bit of everything, right? What's we better will. than variety? Because I doubt Orlando's going to open a bunch of hotel casinos with fabulous nightlife and top-notch <laughs> dining. <laughs> well, I have heard talk of other similar types of attractions coming okay. uh near the n- near the strip near the strip okay. in the future as well so this may not be the only thing that we see popping up well stay tuned everyone and as we learn more about the universal attraction they don't have a name for it yet i saw that that'll be yeah. coming soon or a date hey and real quick side note when i think of attractions uh just wanted to throw a line in here if you're looking for a job msg sphere announced they're hiring mm. three thousand people here in las vegas wow so i mean and we we wondered like that's so huge right we talked about when it opens, it's going to be amazing, but people have to work there. Right. So 3,000 people will be working there. Jeez. So if you're looking for a job, keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, great opportunities there. Yeah, and that's Madison Square Garden Entertainment. Yep. Just doing that. Beverly Theater's going to open, isn't it? it Finally. It is. So this is a, a project that we've, you know, kept close tabs on Mm -hmm. uh, over the past couple years. The Beverly Theater is the first independent film house to open in Las Vegas. It's going to be centered around independent film, live performances, and uh, literary events. I just hit the microphone. Sorry if that bumped. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and it's it's interesting because you think we have everything, as we always say. And when you say the first, it's like, wait, we don't have one? And it's like, oh, no, we don't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not one that's specifically designed and dedicated to independent film. There are places where independent films will run, mm-hmm. but nothing dedicated to that. So, you know, that's going to bring a, a different level of entertainment to town. It is. And they announced the official date of it opening, and that's going to be March 3rd. There's a whole premiere week set with different events, and that's going to be March 3rd to the seventh. So we're glad that you and I were able to do a video on the groundbreaking and we are going to be doing a new video that recaps everything that's happening there. The getting a look inside, uh, talking with the people who made it happen. And it's, it's really special to the people who are putting this theater together. And that's Kip Kelly who's running it and Beverly Rogers. It's been her vision to do this for so long. We caught up with her recently and she just seems like she is over the moon. Oh, she was excited just that the building was going to Mm -hmm. start construction. And to see, she said it it has surpassed her wildest dreams and so excited for what the Beverly Theater is going to bring. Yeah. And and the cool thing is, is they have a a patio area called Segway and it's like going to offer like coffee, wine, beer, and there's going to be like different things that they're like jazz or maybe poetry reading or a book signing. And it's just going to be a place people can come and go. And, you know, if they go see a film, they can carry their conversation up there. It's just, it's got a lot of really cool things um, that I'm excited to experience. And we'll be talking about it more obviously, as the opening gets here. Yeah, a beautiful building, too. Uh, Also, registration open now for the Hospitality Show, which, um, you know, makes sense to be here in Las Vegas because we do have a big hospitality industry. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's true. And, you know, it caught my eye because it said it's a new show. So it's being held June 27th to the 29th over at the Venetian. And they call it a bold new hospitality operations and technology event. So if you are interested in attending this new show... Registration is now opened, and apparently the early bird rates are available until March 10th. And I was looking around at their website, and I was like, they have a lot going on. It's going to be great. And I'm looking at the website now, and it's thehospitalityshow.com. Okay. Okay. Well, and, and lots of innovation, I'm sure, is going to be on the, the convention floor over there. Even in the past few years since the pandemic, uh, there's been so much technology that's been implemented at uh, Las Vegas resorts. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you don't even check in with a person at the front desk anymore. I know. You it's have true. your, you know, a, a code to go scan, mm-hmm. a machine pops out your, your room keys and off you go. Right. No, I know. And it seems like that just, it just seems to be getting better and better um, as far as making things efficient and faster. I mean... It's always a worry that, you know, they'll require less and less people to hire and technology will take over, but that's just the way that it goes, right? But um, I think this show will really be great at featuring some of that stuff, and you're right. That seems to be a big focus at a lot of these conventions that have been coming through over the years. Yeah, that's where we saw robotic bartenders. We did, and we have a few around town, don't we? And they are popular. People (laughs) stop at them. The other day I was at, I think we talked about that, at a Rachel's Kitchen. It's just like a little, you know, um, food place (laughs) down in Green Valley, and they make great food, and a robot delivered my meal. (laughs) I was like, what is, like, rolling over to me? And it had a tray with my wrap on it. It was like... Really weird. <laughs> but I mean, it eliminated the server and me having to go pick it up and them yelling out my name. It was like But you're a little uncomfortable with well, this brave new world. I don't know. In. I felt like <laughs> it was creepy, but <laughs> but it was fun. <laughs> uh should we do tips? Okay, let's do that. All right, so if you don't know, Las Vegas is a big community for giving. There are huge charity galas that happen all year round, and we have a couple big ones coming up, and there is a ton of star power attached to each of them. Exactly. I mean, power of love, keep memory alive. This gala is coming back to the MGM Grand, and it's February 18th. It's a huge gala. You've worked the red carpet there many, many years in a row and seen you name it. Last year, weren't you, you were talking to Neil Diamond and uh, all sorts of people. They always um, have a huge lineup of celebrities that come to this and really support the cause. And when we say the cause, it's the Cleveland Clinic Lou Ruvo Center for Brain Health. We are lucky enough to have that here in Las Vegas. And they need to constantly raise money for it because it's expanding. Um, Their cutting-edge research uh, serves more and more people, sadly, as the years go on. And this year, they have announced the lineup. And I know a lot of people save up money to go to this gala and support, and it's something they look forward to every year. And then there's a lot of people who can't afford to go because it is a big ticket. It is. But, as we said, it's at the MGM Grand, so maybe keep your eyes peeled. And you can see some of these folks walking around, or you could go, you know, 
go hang out there and and see people after. We just like to give people like an idea of what's going on. Yeah, and this is a very glamorous event. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are, you know, dressed to the nines. A gourmet dinner is served. Wolfgang Puck is one of the um really he was there at the very first uh Power of Love. Yeah. And that was just when it was a, a little meeting of of friends who said, hey, let's have a dinner right? and right. start raising some money. And it's progressed into this mm. massive event with, I mean, some top-notch entertainers. I know. And this year, uh, Sammy Hagar has stepped up, and Sammy Hagar, and, and brought his friends along. Um, to. It sounds like he's going to put on a great show. Yeah. He's going to be actually doing a, a lot of the, the performances and orchestrating, and you know, I've only seen highlights. I actually haven't been to the full event besides the carpet before, um, but I see a lot of collaborative performances, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like somebody's up there and, and another person comes up and sings a song with them. So it's going to be Sammy Hagar, Alice Cooper, Rick Springfield, Michael McDonald, John Mayer, uh, Sam Moore, uh, just to name a few, Kevin Cronin and Chad Kroger a long, big lineup of a lot of it's rock and rollers. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you'd put it, right? It'll be a rockin' night for sure. <laughs> it sure will. I love it. Um, John Mayer's going to be there. Paula Abdul is going to be there. Maria Shriver, Wolfgang Puck. And then the list goes on. They always have additions of more and more celebrities that come out. Yeah. And it's an incredible night, incredible cause. Um, looking forward to that. Something else that's coming up at the end of March is uh, the Olympia Company's Charitable Foundation's annual Governor's Black Tie event. This is like a whole weekend-long thing that kicks off with uh, a concert, which this year is going to be headlined by Luke Bryan. Oh, that'll be great. That's going to get the crowd (sighs) up on their feet. And energized. We were there last year, and we loved it. And so we thought, oh, boy, and they're doing it, doing it uh, this night where he's going to perform, because it's a three-day event, um, is at the M, and he's going to put on a great show. Apparently, there are limited tickets for this one, but again, March 30th at the M, Luke Bryan, you could catch a glimpse, <laughs> you know? Um, and so he will be there. Uh, tickets are limited. You can go to their Instagram page, Olympia foundation and look there's an email there if you are really interested and would like to attend and donate you can go there and grab a ticket there's an email to uh Brittany who is over there at olympia where you can get some information and by the way um the funds that are raised at um the governor's black tie are distributed all year round to a ton of uh, local charities mm-hmm. here in Southern Nevada. They do great work, you know, keeping charities funded, really. Millions. Yeah. It's unreal. Um, you and I just have been working on a video for them with all the charities involved, and it really is incredible. They give so much. I was kind of distracted before when I was talking because I was looking up their Instagram. It's Olympia CO Foundation on Instagram, tons of information there about the event, how you can donate, all that good stuff. Got it. So that is, all of that was tip number one. Mm -hmm. Because if you did want to see some, you know, great entertainment and give to good causes at the same time, you know, those events are great options. Or if you just want to people watch a little bit. Uh, Tip number two, Dana, (laughs) is giving me a 
brain freeze already, <laughs> but I love it. Oh my goodness. So I started following Nielsen's frozen custard on Instagram mm. on our Vegas revealed page. And I said, Sean, I can't get over this. The videos, it looks delicious. I need to go here. And you said, Oh, I've been, it is delicious. So good. <laughs> so good. Is it now? Does it compare to Abbott's custard in Rochester, New York, where we're from? That's what I'm curious about because you know we 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 grew up with some of the best frozen custard in our hometown. I feel like it's different. Different. Okay. I feel like it's different than Abbott's. Why? <sighs> All right. I don't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's different. Okay. So anyway, Abbott's is a classic. Nielsen's frozen custard looks just as good on their Instagram page. And obviously they are good because they are in Henderson, but now they are expanding to Summerlin with the debut of their premium frozen custard joint at the Red Rock Casino Food Court. It's opening February 3rd. So congratulations. Yeah, I'm very excited about this, <laughs> and that's going to be a very popular spot over there at Red Rock. I have no no doubt in my mm-hmm. mind. And I love that it's you know small, owned by a husband and wife duo, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to have um, a couple little events on February 3rd. It opens at noon, and everyone, let's see, the first 100 people get a free cone. So there you go. And then they'll be doing giveaways and stuff like that. So it'll be a good time. And Dana, the one thing that you're going to want to get when you visit Nielsen's is (laughs) their famous concrete. Oh, what's that? So that's when you choose your flavor of uh, (laughs) custard. Uh And then they have like the mix-in, the you choose oh. whatever you want mixed in with it. Are we are we looking at this? Oh, oh yes. my gosh, look at that. It's like chocolate. It's chocolate with, with Reese's, Reese's pieces. pieces. Oh. <laughs> I do love a frozen custard. Mm. You know, like I'm not a huge fan of the sweets and desserts and all that, but ice cream, oh, I love it. And yeah. when there's things you can crunch on inside, even better. <laughs> it looks delicious. We might have to go to this opening. As soon as we end the podcast, I think I might be putting it on the calendar. Yeah, I might just skip lunch today and go <laughs> straight for custard. <laughs> All right. So they're opening at Red Rock Casino. Congratulations. Uh, Red Rock has a lot of really cool things opening. They've just opened a bunch of stuff, and now they have another restaurant opening. Yeah, that one's called Naxos Taverna. It's a Greek seafood restaurant. Mm. Um, Also, they've kind of reimagined the space that used to be Crimson Nightclub. Right. Yeah. And they're opening this soon as well. And it's called uh, the Rouge Room Las Vegas. Ooh la la. I know. It's a European-inspired cocktail lounge located inside Red Rock. Um, And it's opening spring of 2023. I also saw that... um, they are hiring for pool season. So <laughs> I think they've already even had one of the job fairs already. So yeah. it's that time of year. Can you believe it? I know already. Jeez. So they have yeah a lot coming up over at Red Rock. They've been making a lot of changes and additions. And we always like to mention Red Rock because everyone is so fond of it. Um, not only if you live on the west side of Las Vegas, but a lot of people that visit like to take the drive over there. Yeah. It's a nice spot. It is. And now frozen yogurt. Mm. Let's see. Caviar. Um, fish. And Greeks, Greek <laughs> food. And then they've got Latai. So they've got a whole bunch of variety over there. Go around the world at Red Rock. Yeah, and then you can gamble. You can go to a movie. You can do a lot over at Red Rock. They you do can. really have a lot going on. Go then, to the spa. Then go across the street to a, a 
baseball game. Right. Do some shopping and dining at downtown Summerlin. Yes, and then maybe go for a hike at Red Rock. Look at that. We have your itinerary already (laughs) planned. All right, that's it for tips, and that's it for this week's show. We are interviewing someone coming up, and Sean, I know you're a fan of this show that she's on, and we said, you know what? We don't usually do interviews like this, but I think we're going to make an exception. We are. Heather Gay is one of the real housewives of Salt Lake City (laughs) on the Bravo Network. Uh, She has a new book out called Bad Mormon. She's Mm. kind of left the Mormon church, and this book kind of dives into everything Mm. involved with that. Sounds juicy. It is going to be juicy. So uh, next week, you'll be hearing uh, part of that conversation. Can't wait. We're going to chat with her via satellite, and we will have that for you next week. Sean's got all sorts of questions lined up for her, but we're going to talk to her, too, about Vegas. Yeah. Because I'm sure she's been here a few times, right? Well, I know she's been here at least once with the, the housewives. Okay. Well, that's good to know, and I'm sure and they I'm got sure into a little bit of trouble. I'm sure she's been here on her own, too. Exactly. We're going to talk to her all about Vegas, but she'll be here doing a book signing, and we'll let you know when that is and where you can go see her as well. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Oh, drive on through the night.